This is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving the ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited. Um, Today we're going to talk about three obvious things that are not always so obvious. Exactly. Things that uh, should be on the radar of people in churches, uh, if you're leading churches or a part of a church, uh, but sometimes they get overlooked uh, and they're easy to do. They're simple. Yeah. So here we go. All right, let's do it. Number one, one. finding your way around the church. Yeah, finding your way, it sounds easy enough, right? Like you assume everyone knows how to get around the church, but... Ask yourself questions like, where are signs? How effective is the signage? Um, it, pretend like you've never been there before, or better yet, get someone who has never been to your church before and say, hey, can you get from the sanctuary to the bathroom yeah. without asking questions? And this question comes, it will be ri- risen. This question will rise every Sunday. We had new visitors a week or two ago, and someone came while I was greeting and asked me where the restroom was from the sanctuary. So this question will happen all the time. You may not be on the receiving end every week, but I guarantee it's running through someone's mind all the time. So simple things like restroom, where the children's are, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just other needs like that. Well, you know, um, uh, safety exits, um, you know, if something were to happen or or your exits labeled well, um, the deeper issue at hand with just assuming everyone knows how to get around the building is you're obviously not expecting new people to show up. Well, and also you're not making new people feel comfortable. Right. Which is huge. Right, right. I mean, because you just assume, well, there's going to be no new people here, so why do we need to make the effort? I'm telling you, Make the effort. Even if everyone there most Sundays has been there for 100 years, um, it should be much easier. Here's one way. So you're a church out, you know, just your humdrum church out in the county seat somewhere or something. And you say, well, we don't get new people very often. Here's one very important way that you can be in ministry to new people, even if it's not on Sunday morning. You will inevitably do a funeral. And at that funeral, there will be family members from out of town or from places not familiar with your church. The least you can do in their moment of grief is to have effective signs to help this new person who's emotionally distraught already 
just find the bathroom yeah. or just find the exit. Like it's simple stuff and you get you overlook it because like our home, you know, where you got that picture on the wall that's crooked and you don't notice it, you walk by it a thousand yeah. times a day, <laughs> but when you have a dinner party and a guest comes over and says, "Hey, that picture's crooked." You're like, You're, "Oh, oh how long have I?" Yeah. I know, right? It's just like that. So have signs, have ways to um, if not signs or in addition to signs, have people to help people get certain areas. Our sanctuary is so divided from the restroom what we have done is we've put two signs in the sanctuary on one of the, the aisles as you come in the side aisles they're stand-up signs stand-up portable signs restrooms and then an arrow um and then beyond the arrow you've got um i think uh the the doors there's like four doors and each door has a sign that says restroom four doors away three doors away dude just so it's such a long hallway well and we've all said it enough i've noticed even other members if someone asks them where the restroom is they'll be like oh keep going till you know if you hit the street you've gone too far and that's kind of a joke that i know you've started with a long time and other members have picked up that same joke so now we all say it very friendly when someone asks for the bathroom it's like oh keep going if you hit the street you've gone too far but you know it's, it's a long way down there it's about a mile you know and 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 this also goes to show um item 1B. If you tell a joke, a corny joke enough, everyone's going to repeat it. People will remember forever. it and keep using it. So just know your jokes can live on. Exactly. So that's that was number one, finding your way around church. Help people find their way around the building. Number two is growing in faith. This is an obvious thing that is not always so obvious. You come to church and you assume that someone's there by choice. No one's forced them to be there, put a gun to their head or anything like that. And you assume that you that they are there and that they know how to grow in their faith. And I would argue that 90 plus percent of people on Sunday mornings, whether they're new or not, they need help growing in their faith. They need clarity. They need next steps. Yeah, it's like you can't get any better. There's no like self-improvement in your life if you don't know where you want to be, what the goals are, what the next steps are. It's the same thing. You need that kind of pathway. And that should always be something that's focused on the growth in faith. So one of the things that we'll put in the show notes uh, that's been a transformative book for us is Donald Miller's book, Story Brand. The Story Brand is a seven-step. It's a marketing process, but for the church, it really is about achieving your biggest goal, which is helping people grow deeper in their faith. So one of the big misconceptions churches have is everything that we put online, everything that we say on Sunday morning, we're the star of the show. Come see us. Come to this event. Come to that event. The church is so important. Be here every time the doors are open. But what Donald Miller would say in StoryBrand is you're missing your role. Your role is not to be the hero. Your role is to be the guide. The hero of the story is each individual person trying to grow in their faith. Your job as the church, as a church leader, is to be the guide to help them on the journey to grow in their faith. And so you need to be very clear and obvious that when a new person comes to church, one of the early questions you should answer whether they ask it or not, what are the next steps in my faith journey? And so we're growing in this area now, trying to do better. Um, a clear invitation at the end of the service. If you've been coming for a while and want to join this faith community, this is how you do it. Um, We're going to roll out this fall two very important classes, our alpha class and our beta class. 
Greek letters, same same deal, A and B, right? Yeah. You know, Alpha class is is the very first steps in growing in your faith. How can you get involved in the church? Uh, what are ways that you can lend your skills and gifts to the life of the church in service to Christ? Beta class is a deeper discipleship-oriented class. How can I engage the spiritual disciplines? How can I write a rule of life, which is this monastic thing to say, discipleship is going to, this is my blueprint for discipleship in my life. And if you don't write it down, guess what you don't do? You never live it. Yeah. And so giving people clarity on um, tools and clarity on how to take that next step in their faith journey. So be thinking um, about like a stair step kind of thing, but how can you help somebody go all the way up the stairs? And I think there's multiple facets to that, like small groups, Mm -hmm. you know, having an on, even if it's not. You could be temporary, you know, a six week small group studying this or, you know, in the sermons, there are takeaways that are very clear and thought out of what they can do that week. You just started putting um, verses in the sermon notes on the back of the bulletin um, on Sunday morning. So it gives you a scripture to read each day, like a mini study. Yeah. So I have a confession. I have been in my past. I have been a critic of sermon notes. (laughs) And part of that is is my teaching in seminary and great storytelling preachers and why do you need to write notes down? Because I'm such a great speaker, you're going to walk away with something. My wife, the former Baptist, uh, has reminded me for many years now, and I've, I've been buying into it of late. Um, don't assume that people are going to get something out of your sermon unless you give them a chance to. And so on the back of our order of worship, by the way, traditional churches, if you're worried about these contemporary church, like with their inserts and their notes and all these... <laughs> Listen, just turn your order of worship over to that blank side and leave two-thirds of it blank and write at the top sermon notes and let them use the blank space. Invite them to do that. And then at the bottom, I put a daily scripture for every day to say, go home, read this text. In your devotional time with God, you know, if you need something to help you to to engage more deeply, here's a scripture that you can read. But you can't assume that people are going to leave on Sunday and live their faith every day unless you give them resources well, and, and tools to do Well, and not know how to do that every right. day. Yeah. Yeah. And even even this week, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sermon processing right now, but we're, we're the text is Luke 11, 1 through 13. You know, the disciples say, you know, Lord, teach us to pray. And it's the Lord's prayer that he kind of teaches them. But is that not the question that many, many, many everyday oh, yeah. you know, every day. worshipers ask? Like, I don't know how to pray. Teach me to pray. Yeah. Very basic stuff, but you can't assume that people know that stuff. Yeah. And this all has to do with growing in faith. So I think those are some great examples. Small groups, the alpha and the beta class, um, simple things like sermon notes. Yeah. And, and one one last note that, that for me, um, I, I just have really come around. These are the big three that you should be uber clear about that should be a part of everybody's life in okay. the church. No matter if they're your greatest church leader who's there every time the doors are open or if they're just the new person trying to get plugged in. You should be very clear about how someone can worship how someone can be a part of a small group, and how someone can serve. Those are the big three that should be a part of everybody's life. And now a lot of peripheral stuff we kind of throw in there. And I'm telling you, whittle down that busy work and make sure that people know when are your worship times, special worship, options for worship, style of worship. Mm -hmm. You know, let people know through your website and everything how that is. How can someone be a part of a small group and plug in? And how can someone go back into the community and serve? Yeah, keep it simple. Very simple. Those three things. I like it. And we're going to go with number three, why the church should be a priority. 
Yeah. Why, why Why should it be a priority? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, a great question. I'm a preacher, and so I think yeah. it should be a priority for <laughs> yes, everyone. obviously. Um, but I, I try to ask myself this question. If I were not a preacher, what type of priority would it be? Yeah. And the truth is, if you're a faith leader, if you're a pastor listening to this, we live in a constant tension and battle, inward one, that a lot of people don't know about, which is a lot of our church work feels like personal work on our faith Mm -hmm. and we mistake that because it's not the same yeah just because i'm i'm studying to teach a bible study does not mean you're growing in your faith it does not mean that i'm learning the bible yeah just because i'm working on a sermon does not mean that i'm growing in my faith and Mm -hmm. so for leaders you need to model the faith growth that you want others to have and do that in your own life and when you do that then you kind of realize that well you know it's a priority for me and I'm modeling that and and so maybe others can as well I mean you why is it a priority in your life yeah well I think one thing I'm looking for is connection as well with the people so it really is true you put in as much you get out as much as you put in. So that's one thing that also goes along with church. If I'm um, being more active, if I'm joining small groups, if I'm meeting new people and talking to others and growing in my faith, it is more of a priority to me, 100%. I will choose this church event over something else because that's where I want to put my attention and focus. Um, And not everyone necessarily, people are busy, like people have busy lives, I get that. Um, And we've talked a lot about clearing your calendar, not having as many meetings, Um, but church, you should make it a place where they want it to be a priority. It's not an obligation. Yeah, and so so, um, Marva Dawn, the great um, worship theologian, you know, once said that we we um, make the mistake of saying that on Sunday morning we're going to church. Mm-hmm. And in reality, on Sunday mornings, we are going to worship so that we can go be the church mm-hmm. every other day of the week. Yeah. And so why should church be a priority in people's lives? Because faith in Jesus calls us to live and love and serve and give of ourselves beyond just ourselves. Yeah. And so it's a way to engage the world, um, to take part in God's salvation theologically, um, but, but to engage the world in a way that, I mean, you don't have to be a deep Christian to know that the world is at a real deficit for things like hope and mercy and joy and love. Yeah. I mean, so this is a unique way that as a follower of Jesus, we can engage the world with those things. And being a part of the church equips us, teaches us, shapes us so that we can do that more effectively. And in that giving, you know, we receive. Yeah. Yeah. As the the old hymn says, is in giving, we receive. So um, it's true. Yeah, that's great. And I will know I have been putting more of a priority in church. I don't know lately. I don't know how long, but I feel that I get so much more out of it. I the more that I'm studying, the more that I'm in a book study or, you know, really focused in listening in on Sundays, like I feel so much better the whole week. Yeah, and and to leaders, um I would speak directly and say the job of every Christian is to um, live out your baptismal identity. That in baptism, we are renamed, reshaped, reformed in the image of Christ and called through baptism to be a follower of Jesus, right? Um, everybody has a calling to ministry through baptism. But as leaders, as clergy, our calling to ministry is literally to help others 
find their calling and live it out. And so of all the things that I do, the deepest joy in ministry that I get is seeing people grow in their faith and seeing people grow as leaders and seeing people engage more deeply, not because the church is busy and we need to you know, use them up for all their energy, but because somehow in the great mystery of faith, we're offering space that God's working in their life. Yeah. And so that's probably my greatest joy in ministry. So if you're a leader, that's your calling is to help others grow in their calling. Yeah. So let's recap. All right. Recap uh, things that are obvious that maybe are not always so obvious. One, find your way around church. I mean, help people just physically find their way from point A to point B. Two, help people grow in their faith. How can they engage their faith? How can they grow deeper in their faith and give them very clear next steps to do so? And then finally, three, why should the church be a priority? Don't assume that people come knowing. You know, give them ways to find meaning and purpose and live that out in their daily life. That's awesome. We also have some really exciting news for for the future of this podcast and um, teasers of what's to come. Yeah, so we're we're going to try to branch out and do uh, interviews. So you don't have to listen just the two of us. That's all right. The time. As, tra- as charming as we are, <laughs> we are. Uh, we we want to bring some friends on, yeah. and so um, we're hoping for one of the next episodes. Um, our first interview will be with uh, Bishop Ken Carter. Uh, he's the resident bishop of the Florida Annual Conference. He currently serves as the president of the Council of Bishops of the United Methodist Church. Um, bishop Carter is a prolific preacher, writer, thinker, um, very deep and innovative, uh, and they're doing amazing things in Florida uh, with creative ministry, and and so it'll be a fun conversation uh, with Bishop Carter, and so we've got some other friends we're working on lining up, and uh, hope to do more interviews here moving forward. Yeah, we're very excited to talk to different faith leaders about um, what they're doing in their ministry and their work and how they're being more authentic, and that's really what the purpose of this podcast is, is um, what what does faith look like nowadays? Absolutely. So. so we're very excited. Hope you tune in. Uh, keep keep an eye and an ear out for uh, some teasers coming up of uh, more fun things to come. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. It would really help us if you leave a review on iTunes and give us those five stars if you enjoyed this episode. We're also available on the Google Play Music Store as well as Spotify. Check us out. Have a great day.